Welcome to Scientific American Science Talk, posted on October 4th, 2016. I'm Steve Mursky. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences has decided to award the 2016 Nobel Prize in Physics with one half to David J. Thaulis and the other half to F. Duncan Haldane and J. Michael Kosterlitz for theoretical discoveries of topological phase transitions and topological phases of matter. Goran Hansen, Secretary General of the Academy, this morning in Stockholm. David J. Thaulus was born in Beerston in the United Kingdom in 1934. He is now Emeritus Professor at the University of Washington in Seattle in the United States. Duncan Haldane was born in London in 1951. He is the Eugene Higgins Professor of Physics at Princeton University, New Jersey, United States. And J. Michael Kostelitz was born in Aberdeen in the United Kingdom in 1942. And he's currently Harrison Farnsworth Professor of Physics at Brown University, Rhode Island, USA. And now Professor Nils Mortensen, the acting chairman of the Nobel Committee, will provide some introductory remarks on the Nobel Prize in Physics. This year's Nobel Prize recognizes important discoveries in the field of condensed matter physics. And today's advanced technology, take for instance our computers, rely on our ability to understand and control the properties of the matters, materials involved. And this year's Nobel laureates have in their theoretical work discovered a set of totally unexpected regularities in the behavior of matter which can be described in terms of an established mathematical concept, namely that of topology. This has paved the way for designing new materials with novel properties, and there is great hope that this will be important for many future technologies. And now, Professor Trushans Hansson will give us some insights into the discoveries that led to the Nobel Prize. So, I'm very happy to be here and to tell you about this very deep and actually very beautiful work that is at the basis for this year's prize. And I will start by explaining to you uh, a concept from the citation that might not be familiar to you, and that's the concept of topology. So I brought my lunch, and uh, here you see, it's a cinnamon bun. Here I have another thing. I have a bagel, okay? And here I have a pretzel. It's a Swedish pretzel with two holes in it. Now, for us, you know, these things are very different. This is sweet, this is perhaps salty, different shapes, etc. But if you are a topologist, if you are a topologist, it's only one thing that is really interesting with these things in which they differ. This thing has no hole. The bagel has one hole. The pretzel has two holes. The number of holes is what the topologist would call a, a topological invariant. And just as you cannot have a half a hole or two and two-thirds holes, you can, for a topological invariant, only have integer numbers, okay? Only integers. And another thing which is very important for the following with topological invariance is that it takes something 
to change the topological number. I take this thing, you see, I can bend it a little bit, compress it, but in order to make it to change number of holes, I have to do something drastic, I have to break it apart. And this stability of the topological invariance is going to be important. So what does this have to do with physics? Well, if we go back to 1980, it was a beautiful discovery made by Klaus von Klitzing. He gave him a Nobel Prize in 1985, actually, for what's called the quantum hole effect. Just interrupting for a second, even though he was just talking about holes, and it might have sounded like he said quantum hole effect, he's really saying quantum hall effect. That's a quantum variant of the hall effect discovered by Edwin Hall way back in 1879. It deals with the difference in voltages across an electrical conductor under certain conditions of current and magnetic field. What he did was that he took electrons, he confined them into a thin layer at very low temperature and at extremely high magnetic field. And what he found was very amazing. He found that when he measured the electric conductance in this system. He could see it came in steps. Nothing, or one unit, or two units. And this unit that he measured was to an extreme precision. Sort of unexpected, because in these experiments you cannot control temperature and all other things very carefully. So why could you get something which is so precise? There were ideas about that, but the real breakthrough came with the discovery of one of today's uh, uh, laureates, David Towers, who could see, who could show that these steps here actually can be explained as such a topological invariant. It's not exactly as the number of holes in a bagel or a pretzel, but it's something very, very similar. And this also explains why it is so precise, why it's so robust, why you get integer steps. And later on, 1988, uh, Duncan Haldane, another of today's laureates, showed that you could do the same without having this very strong magnetic field. And for the continuation of this field, that was very, very important. Now, let's move on to the next concept in this citation, namely topological states of matter. Now, what is a state of matter? Well, this is something that you presumably know from school. If it's high temperature, you can have a gas. Lower the temperature, you get a liquid. Lower more, you get a solid. But when you lower temperature, even more, close to absolute zero, there are new fascinating phases of matter. And the ones we talked about before, these electrons in a layer, that's such a topological phase of matter that you find at very low temperature. Now, this is not the only one. Uh, Haldane, in 1983, looked at another kind of system, a set of magnetic atoms in a chain, and he could show that even in this case, you had such an exotic topological phase of matter. And now, actually, the race is on, and you look for topological phases of matter in chains, in layers, but also in ordinary three-dimensional materials. So that was two things. It was topology, it was states of matter. Now we come to the third, phase transitions. 
What's the phase transition? Well, how do you go from a gas to a liquid to a solid? You do it. You, that you know. You know. You lower the temperature. Now, what is it that really happens? And this physicists have studied for a long time. And it was a good idea about how this transition occurs. And in particular, people believed that if you had these very thin layers, for instance, a thin liquid layer of helium, you would never have such a phase transition. That had been proven mathematically. But as when people prove that something cannot happen, it might be that they haven't thought of everything. And the thing that they did not think of in this case was vortices. A tornado is like a big vortex. And it's topological in the sense you can have one tornado. If you're unlucky, you have two perhaps. But you cannot have half a tornado. It's topological in the same way as the number of holes. At very low temperature, these vortices always comes in pairs. Actually, it's one vortex going in this direction and another one going in that direction. It's a pair of vortex and anti-vortex. They keep together. When you raise the temperature a little bit, then what happens is that these were tight pairs. Now they will sail away and they become free. And that is a phase transition, a completely new kind of phase transition driven by topological effects. And this was also something that you could apply in many places. And the basic paper was written by Costelis and Taulis, who found the phase transition and understood the vortex mechanism. And in a later paper by Michael Kosterlitz, he also worked out the detailed mathematical theory. Now, that was very shortly what it's about. Now, I will answer the question that you are going to ask. Namely, what's it good for? because I know you're going to ask that. But before I ask, answer that question, let me tell you something that I feel deeply about, the committee feels deeply about, I think all people in physics feel deeply about, and that is that this prize here is for theoretical discoveries. It has combined beautiful mathematical and profound physics insights and achieved unexpected results that has been confirmed by experiments. That's what the prize is for. It's really beautiful and it's deep. Having said that, this work has inspired lots of activity in labs all over the world, international research. Scientists are hoping for practical applications in new electronics, new materials, even perhaps components in the future quantum computer. It has opened this field. It's very exciting. Thank you, Hans. We may now have one of our new Nobel laureates with us on a phone line. Hello, Professor Haldane. Are you there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Thank you. For and it was a very nice summary. And I'm now sitting in the session hall of the Academy together with journalists from all over the world. And I'm sure they are eager to ask you some questions. So are you ready to take questions? Yes. Good morning, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, there is one very, very basic question, but it's uh, easy to put it, uh, the, the first one. Uh, what was your reaction when you had the phone call half an hour ago? Well, I was, uh, as everyone else is, I was uh, very, very surprised and uh, very gratified. 
work was a long time ago, but uh, it's only now that a lot of tremendous new discoveries, uh, which are based on this original work have, and have extended it in many ways, are now now happening. A, lot, a huge amount of work is going on on, on the topological insulators, which which were a totally surprising phenomena, which grew out of the uh, this earlier work that uh, David Fowler and I and Mike Koslitz had done, and. Uh, there's great hopes for this work to, for this, these new materials to have a have a have a big impact in in things like possibility of of, of topological quantum computation, and uh, lots of uh, such things. A lot of this work was made in the 70s, for instance, and I wonder if we see any applications today on your work around us. Yeah, well, the work, my work was in the, in the late in in the late eighties, and at the time it seemed uh, very abstract. And I even wrote in my paper that the uh, the model I looked at was an interesting toy model, uh, uh, and it was of a it was something which turned out to be quite like graphene is today. And at the time, I felt it was of of, of scientific interest and mathematical interest, and and very fascinating as a consequence of quantum mechanics that we hadn't guessed at, but uh, I didn't think it would ever find a practical uh, realization. But if something is actually possible, it'll eventually, with, with material science, any kind, of, any kind of unexpected possibilities will eventually be, lead to some concrete realizations. And, this, and these uh, materials would have a possibility that that uh, information, either electronic or in other versions, uh, light can travel in one way around the around the edge of the system, and uh, you can have without without the possibility of being uh, of the information in the signal being disrupted by by impurities or bends in the path. And so this this aspect of things has got uh, at least has a, a theoretical possibility of of having great practical implica uh, implications in in these uh, in, in subjects like uh, the, the dream of building quantum computers. So, what what has led to really is that it's taught us that quantum mechanics can behave far more strangely than we would have guessed, and we really haven't understood all the possibilities yet. And what these discoveries by myself and earlier by David Fowler and Mike Kostlitz show up of really that we have a lot, a long way to go to dis discover what's possible. And uh, a lot of these, a lot of these things were things that one wouldn't initially have dreamed were possible. And, uh, and it's gone on in, in, in recent years, in the last 10 years, this, the, these ideas have been extended. And it turned out that a lot of materials that people had looked at for many years had actually did have these topological properties that had just never been seen because uh, people hadn't looked for them. And when they, when it was realized this was possible as a theoretical uh, uh, discovery, that you could extend uh, my work to uh, a broader class of, of systems that was uh, by, by Charlie Kane and Jean Malie. And then they realized this could be extended to, to three-dimensional materials and just regular crystals and things. And now... People uh, are just looking, and you find, and you can find topological physics in many places now. And it was just something that's been completely overlooked. 
because it occurred on the surface of materials rather than in the, the whole material itself. It, I've been very, very surprised by all the recent unexpected discoveries and extensions of this. And, and suddenly people are realizing that the, the topological effects in quantum mechanics are just a tremendously rich subject. And Fantastic how a, a, yeah. a discovery, a set of discoveries by small yeah. group of scientists can now explode yeah. in, in the whole research field. Yeah. Are there yeah. more questions from the journalists here? Uh, congratulations on the prize. This is journalist from People's Daily uh, from China. Um, my question is because I read the newspaper this morning, less and less people, especially young people, are less and less interested in physics. The first question is what has inspired you to get research on the physics? And my second question is what recommendation can you give to the nowadays young, young professionals? Thank you. Well, I think uh, I was always, my, my parents influenced me uh, with a great interest in science, and I suppose the details of physics, like many things, is I, was, I had the great fortune to have a very inspiring uh, teacher at Cambridge University, Phil, Anderson, Phil Anderson, who is also received, later received the Nobel Prize. And uh, I think uh, partly the way he explained his un his unorthodox uh, ideas and uh, and uh, inspired me tremendously and now uh, i think actually the this whole topological quantum physics has actually become an inspiration for a lot of uh, a generation of young of young physicists in the in recent years in at least in condensed matter physics and also it's now reaching a bit into particle physics or highly or people in uh, in 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 in, uh, in high energy physics, have got interested. Uh, this whole uh, possibilities of topological physics have actually been in, tremendously inspiring to to many uh, young people working in physics these days. And you mm -hmm. see the the coffee cup turning into the donut and back again uh, as as a, as a as a meme in in all kinds of talks. Yeah. So let's hope that I'm sure that you will be able to convey your enthusiasm to students and young scientists when you yeah. uh, come here in December. Uh, yeah. So um, that was the last question. Thank you very much, Professor Haldane, for being with Thank us so at this press yeah. conference. And see you in December. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye.